0: Hey everybody uh fuck. Supposed to do the uh show hang on supposed to do the the theme song before I do the hey everyone somebody should Let's talk about two time let's talk about Bum One Yeah Asking the questions that nobody could Like where are the bone dogs in are they in harmony? Do, 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 do. your helpful snowman. Do do,
1: do, do. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, welcome to another show. We've got an episode for you today. And um, we're just going to launch right into First, I, <laughs> I found this article um, from NPR. People who think they're attractive are less likely to wear masks, a study shows. Um, I thought this was interesting. It was just a research study. So let's see. People are less likely to wear masks to prevent COVID 19 if they see themselves as good looking, according to a study published earlier this year. Yeah, I, did, I guess I didn't think about it very much, um, mostly because I don't care. I don't really care if uh, somebody, <laughs> you know, I, I guess. Um, Having to wear a mask must have been difficult for the very good looking, right? Covering up your, your best asset must have not been very fun um, But also I don't really care Because, I mean, don't we all feel this way? Which is like, you know I think the good looking of the world have enough Without, uh, it's fine if they had a couple years where being good looking wasn't like an amazing asset, am I, how concerned are we about that? <laughs> right? Now, it would suck if you were in like your prime. You know what I mean? If you were like good looking and you were like, I don't know, 25 or something, and you're like, this is as good looking as I'm ever going to be. And uh, as good looking as I'm ever going to be, those couple of years where I was really pal, I don't, it's obvious I don't know how to uh, express this because I'm not, I'm not accustomed to you know I don't I don't fucking know, like how to say um, oh I was really good looking and it's like eh okay sure I don't know how good p- looking people talk about their good lookingness, but uh, yeah it must it must have been a little bit difficult and if you were like I wasted my best two years on that or something that would be kind of shitty or maybe it would be worse if you were like uh i'm pretty good looking i do traffic in my looks and uh you know i'm but i'm reaching the end of that time in my life right like i'm reaching the uh the pinnacle of or you know the i'm on the downward slope i haven't like completely exited the other side and i'm not, not like not good looking now but that's definitely the direction. And so, you know, these years are precious to me. That would also be a very difficult position to be in. At the same time, I have, like, no sympathy for that because who fucking cares? Um, I, think I, I think I have a lot of sympathy for most people in most situations. And I guess I have sympathy for those people in those situations in as much as I'm like, yes, that would suck. On the other hand, I'm sort of like, I mean, if you're pretty good looking, most of the time, you know, I don't know, a couple years of still probably being very good looking. I mean, here's another thing, is like, if you're pretty good looking, uh, I guess this would most affect people who are like, I have an incredibly good looking face, body not as much. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it was like, I have just a gorgeous face or a very cute face or something. Um, But then, you know, or if I'm a dude and I'm like, I have a very chiseled face, you would never know from my face that my body looks like this. I guess it's really those folks, right? And really, when you get down to it, it's like, isn't it really just the people who's like the lower half of their face? I mean, there have been a couple people who I met. Masked, and you know, hadn't seen them unmasked. And then when I saw them unmasked, I was like, eh, you know, I don't know. So maybe my imagination for what people might look like is better than knowing the answer. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes an unanswered question is more intriguing than the answer. I think specifically that's true when the answer is not super exciting. Researchers asked 1,030, for some reason, participants to self evaluate how attractive they deemed themselves, how likely they were to wear a mask, and if certain situations, such as job interview or walking the dog, impacted their willingness to wear one. The more attractive a person perceives themselves, the less likely they were to wear a mask because they thought the mask made them less attractive. Inversely, the less attractive someone found themselves, the more likely they were to wear a mask. Um, The former group Was less likely to hypothetically wear a mask For a job interview While the latter group was more likely to wear a mask In that circumstance Uh, Quote Our findings suggest that mask wearing Can shift from being a self-protection measure During the COVID-19 pandemic To a self-preservation tactic In the post-pandemic era (laughs) For mundane activities, such as walking a dog, people were less likely to care about their looks and thus were less motivated to wear a mask. But those who see themselves as attractive were still more likely to feel the need to make a good impression. Now, okay, this is from February 2023.
0: Um, let's see. Let's see when this study was
1: conducted, if we can. If we can do this quickly. This could be a thing where it's like, you know how you click on a paper and it's like, pay $12 to read this, and you're like, mm, no thanks. Hey, colleges, uh, here's the thing. I'll, you know, when, when you trick me when like I go to school there, um, yeah, I don't really have much of a choice. But uh, once I'm out, I'm out. I ain't paying no $12. To, I don't care. I don't care if the study, the study would have to be uh, here's how Pete is going to die. We've figured it out. We totally know. Or, like, here's a, a very specific study on how attractive Pete is. Okay. I'd pay $12 for that. But, uh, you know, this kind of thing? Probably
0: not. But, like, wearing a mask like
1: when you're walking a dog? Okay. Here's someone from the study. I can't wait to stop wearing a mask. I can't wait to show my full face in places again. Uh, somebody else. I like to hide my face under the mask and really dread the day when mask mandates will come to an end. I mean, okay. Mask attractiveness belief. Um, the thing is, though, like walking a dog, I'm like, well, I don't know if that's so much about wearing a mask or not because of it. I don't care about being attractive while I'm walking the dog. It's because it's an outdoor activity. Like, I'm not sitting at a desk across from a bunch of numbnuts for seven hours. You know, isn't that different? That seems pretty different to me. But um, it just it did make me think because I was like, I mean, I'm still wearing a mask at work and I'm like the only person. Um, But, you know, it's mostly because that's the only place I'm going to get it. And uh, I don't want to get sick at work. That is not worth it for me. Um, But anyway, it, it made me think like, yeah, I mean, I guess I would put myself in that category of people who probably I would guess I underrate my attractiveness because I do not think of myself as an attractive person. Now, this is not, by the way, like a call for me to be like, tell me that I'm good looking listeners. This is an audio medium, okay? You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, first of all. Um but secondly, I don't I don't rate my attractiveness high, and that's fine. Like, it's not like a, a problem. We don't no one needs to come come and solve this problem, okay? I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Tell someone else with lower self esteem than me, if you can find that person, that they're better looking than they think. Don't tell them in that way. That's probably not, because as a, someone who could be told that, I think if I heard that, I would be like, "Well, okay." But do they think I'm? I would rate myself a three, and they're like, "Oh, you're a solid four and a half." <laughs> but I guess you know the thing is, is like when you really get, let's you know, let's just do a simple out of ten, out of ten sort of structure, right? If you have got a ten, I think fully half of people are above a five and you know, it's like, I don't have any, I, I mostly take care of my unibrow. You know, I don't have any, like, I don't have a real crazy face. I don't have, um, you know, like, uh, I had this, uh, instructor in college who had this like little skin tag and it was like right on his eye. So it was like clearly in his line of vision all the time. And when you were looking at him, you're just like looking at you can't help but look at it because you're looking at his eye and there's this skin tag and you're just like, oh, my God, why would you not? Wouldn't you get that removed? I think I would get that removed. I don't know. I mean, maybe if it didn't bother me, if I just didn't notice it, I would probably leave it because I'd be like, oh, it makes other people uncomfortable and I'm going to enjoy this. But uh, I might
0: otherwise. Eh, consider just consider getting
1: it removed maybe but so you know i think i'm i think i'm a passable certainly I, i'm not somebody who it's like i would consider below a five you know like that a uh someone who's an asshole if they were seated next to someone who is a five in a restaurant would be like i'm losing my appetite i don't think i'm losing my appetite bad looking so that's good now I don't also don't think I'm in that realm of like, uh, my visual presence inspires, you know, I'm not gonna inspire someone. I must draw you, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen either. So it's like I'm, I'm gonna put myself somewhere in the five six range, thinking like, well, I'm not repulsive, but I don't know that I'm like inspiring. Wild action with my attractiveness, either. Right. But I guess, you know, it was kind of fun, like the mask thing being an equalizer. But I did also think it was funny how people were like, it's funny for me to think about people hating wearing masks because they're like, God damn it, I'm good looking. I don't want to wear a mask. The only way I could think I could get into that frame of mind would be if I was basically famous for being good-looking. You know what I mean? You know, there's people in the world who are famous for their looks. And it's like, okay. I mean, like, if I was, like, Sexiest Man Alive, what is that, People Magazine or whatever, then I would be like, I must be pretty good-looking. I mean, like, I'm not attracted to me, but I, I wouldn't be attracted to me anyway. So maybe I'm not a good judge. but. uh I think it would take something on that level where just a massive number of people agreed that I was super good looking for me to think that I was good looking and especially for me to think it's kind of a shame for me to have to hide this behind a mask. You know what I mean? Like, my good looks or whatever. But I also think it's weird to, like, be worried about because, you know, like, I go to work, I sit in an office with, like, the same five to ten people and, like, None of them are people that I'm romantically inclined towards, you know what i mean like i' I'm all set on that front, and I don't think any of them are interested in me romantically. I think everybody I work with is like taken or in a relationship or whatever and um, nobody I've worked with has made any sort of inferences about that sort of thing, right? so why it wouldn't matter to me or like There must be something about being good-looking where it's, like, important to me to be good-looking just when I'm out and about. You know what I mean? I guess I could see, like, if I was really good-looking and I'd be like, I gotta be honest, like, when I go somewhere, people treat me very nicely, probably because I'm very good-looking. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, people... Well, I do know it seems like, uh... There were occasionally people who... Would come into the library where I used to work, and uh, some of the ladies I worked with would be like, "Oh, so and so is super nice," and I would always be like, "He's really nice to you. I know that, but he like he doesn't have fucking two seconds for me. Like he's never nice to me." There was even this guy. Okay, you know how sometimes like if you work a job and it's kind of the same old same. You just do little things. You, like, play little games, right, to sort of pass the time. There was this guy who would come in, and he would work in the study room, and, like, I had never talked to him or anything. He would just go in there and be in there, and then I'd see him leave at night. So, you know, I got to know who he was because uh, he was always there on the night I worked, and he was, like, one of the last people to leave, but I never really had to, like, Uh, Push him out the door or anything So I got to know who he was and was just like "All right, I don't need to tell this guy we're closing Like he knows But then I, I discovered Like you know some of the ladies I worked with Were like oh he's so nice and he's Doing this is what he's doing in the study room He was telling me all about how he's like Writing a book or something And I was like oh that's interesting Cause he's never said A word to me So I started making sure to like tell him to have a good night on his way out. And it was so fucking funny because I was like, well, maybe I'll just make the first overture and let's see what happens. And so I'd be like, hey, have a good night. You know, and he would just be like, "Mm mm-hmm. And just walk. with. He wouldn't even turn his head to look at me. You know, he'd be walking 10, 15 feet away from the desk where I was standing. And he would just be like, "Mm mm-hmm. And just keep walking. Wouldn't turn to look. Wouldn't say a word. And I was like, okay. I think I see what's going on here. I am not his type. And so, you know, I'm not going to get his attention, which was fine. It just, it actually made it more fun for me to say, have a good night to him because I was like, I'm certain he doesn't know that I'm doing this in order to prove to myself that this guy is basically just chatting with people that he's attracted to. Um, All he knows is he's probably mildly annoyed, but is also like, I mean, this guy's just saying have a good night. Like, it's not, (laughs) it's not aggressive. It's just, you know, I don't care. I don't fucking care if he thinks I should have a good night or not. So I suppose there is, you know, and I I have dated people who I'm like, you know, when you're experienced, when you go, I don't know, you go into a restaurant or whatever, it's just like. You know, they treat you really differently than they treat me. They just do. And it could be something I'm putting out there. But I have a suspicion that I know why. (laughs) Or people that they thought were nice. I knew this woman who uh, was like, oh, yeah, in high school, the baseball players were the nicest people. And I was like, "Mm, they were nice because they were attracted to you. I guarantee it. Because, uh... Nobody thinks that. Nobody thinks baseball players are nice. They're douches. Anyway, um, well, I guess I you know, I feel bad for you, son. Uh, but I actually don't because I'm just like, whatever. If you were attractive before the pandemic, you're probably still attractive after. Unless you just decided to put on that COVID-19 or something. But even then, it's like, come on. Get over it. I don't know. Fix it. Or don't. I don't really care. I, You know, I'm just... I'm saying I can't identify with the person who's like, uh, oh, man, I can't wear a mask because I'm so good-looking. Okay, here's what I think. I can't identify with that person because it's not a real problem. That's not a life problem to be so good-looking that you're like, oh, man, this whole COVID-19 thing kind of fucked up my life. Uh, because I'm you know so good looking, and when I couldn't be good looking, you know, it kind of made my life a little shittier. Fuck off with that, right? Can we all agree? fuck off with that? Like, if that's your level of problem, and if that was the the main issue that you had over the last like three years was like, ah, people don't get to see my good looking face and treat me night nice because I'm so good looking, you know, fuck off.
0: Okay, I also came across, uh,
1: there's Lake Superior State University. Uh, what is Lake Superior State University? Should we just look?
0: Um, Oh my God. Let's look at about. <laughs> they have a terrible website.
1: Uh, about. Sault Ste. Marie spelled S-A-U-L-T-S-T-E, period, M-A-R-I-E, but then it immediately gives me a pronunciation, which I like. Uh, In Michigan's Upper Peninsula, where we share the international border with uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. What? Sault Ste. Marie in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, where we share the international border with Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Um, there's a verb missing here, or an adverb. Is in? Is. I think is is what we're missing here. A verb. (laughs) Okay, so far so good, Lake Superior State University. Um, it's a 115-acre campus situated on the site of a former U.S. Army's Fort Brady. 14 of LSSU's buildings are listed on various historic registers, creating a unique campus environment. Also, the campus overlooks Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan and Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, the St. Mary's River, and the Sioux Locks, the busiest locks in the world. Well, that's great. It was founded in 1946, student-to-faculty ratio is 16 to 1, and it just has the number 100% for nearly 100% placement in nursing, engineering, and geology. You know, when you say nearly, Um, that's not a hundred, right? I would be more, honestly, more impressed if it was 98, because I'd be like, that's damn good. And let's be honest, there's going to be some fuck-ups, right, who don't, (laughs) like, look, they even got their geology degree. They got a a 4.0, and they still, eh, you know, whatever. Um, it's a school. It's a school, whatever. They have a, a thing called Traditions. Wow, they have a really ugly website. Um, okay, first they have a snowman burning tradition, which I didn't know about. This is kind of fucked up. Uh, it holds its 50th annual snowman burning to welcome spring by banishing old man winter March 19th. That seems a little early to banish winter in Colorado. That's got to be extremely early for Upper, upper Michigan. <laughs> I mean,. Uh, March? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The first spring snowman burning was held in March 1971 by the Unicorn Hunters, a former campus club. Traditionally, it has been held on the first day of spring. I am so tired of this, like, first day of spring. Well, it's technically the first day of summer. By the time it's summer, officially, I've been sweating my balls off for, like, a month. You know what I mean? And everyone's like, summer has begun. I'm like, oh, thanks for that declaration. Uh, and fuck you. First of all, uh, the burning takes its inspiration from the Rose Sunday Festival in Weinheim Wienheim- an der Anderbergast- Berg- Bergstrasse, Germany. In the festival, a parade passes through town to a central location where the mayor makes a proposal to the town's children. If the children are good, study, obey. I'm like concerned of where this is going. Probably because it's Germany. If the children are good, study, obey their parents, and work hard, he will order the snowman, who's made out of straw, to be burned, and spring will officially arrive. After the children yell their approval and make their promise, the snowman is burned. Um, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Uh, let's see, they've had some festivities in the, in the past. Poetry is usually a cornerstone event at snowman burnings, but participation varies every year. Student, faculty, staff, retirees, townspeople, and elementary school children have all written poems for the snowman burning. Usually the master of ceremonies welcomes the crowd and gives a history of the activity, then the poems, if if there are any, are read while the snowman burns. So they're just like, anyone got any fucking poems? Several years ago, LSSU's public relations office turned the poetry reading into a contest. A month or so before the first day of spring, an elementary class or two, who knows, was singled out and asked to write poems for the snowman burning. Students were eager to participate. It doesn't really say what they won. From the introduction to the conclusion, the ceremony lasts about 15 minutes. (laughs) Oh, no. The university never knew just how many people enjoyed and followed snowman burning until the event was canceled in 1992 due to environmental concerns. A student group, the Environmental Awareness Club, protested that many toxins are released into the atmosphere when a snowman burns? While this may be true, the university pointed out that its students and staff put many more contaminants in the air just by driving to school on any given day. I mean, I agree with both people on this cuz like here's the thing it looks like the snowman is like dressed up and stuff so yeah probably like burning a, a track suit or something is a terrible idea but if you're just burning straw and snow that seems fine on the other hand you know it's like the environment if you're in the environmental club first of all wouldn't I wouldn't I would I get where you're coming from cuz you're like Yeah, okay, so everybody's like, we put this much fucking toxin into the air just driving here every day. And you're like, yeah, that's kind of the point. We're trying to, like, stop doing things that do that, not just be like, well, we do this one, so we might as well do this other one as well. You know what I'm saying? The Environmental Awareness Club's concerns were brought to light the day before the event was to occur, and the PR office abruptly canceled that year's burning, saying that the event is supposed to be a lighthearted and fun, and they didn't want it to take, off, take on a negative tone. The PR office suggested that employees and students leave their cars at home and walk to campus on that day to offset any environmental damage the burning snowman may have caused over the years. <laughs> oh, God. On the day of the canceled event, reporters called as expected, but did so... M- But so did many local residents, business people, and city politicians who were furious. It was the topic of conversation for weeks, and it still comes up. And many students and radio personalities vowed to continue the 22-year tradition. A North Dakota radio station put organizers of the snowman burning on the air live during a call-in show. Uh, Every listener who called said he or she would vote to continue the tradition. (laughs) Needless to say, the tradition was resumed the following year.
0: (laughs) I mean, duh. Right. Duh. Um
1: This is I think this is the thing about environmental stuff. And like, uh you know, this is this is just one man's opinion on environmentalism, and I am an oaf and I know nothing. So just keep that in mind. Um I think when you're like a total buzzkill like when everything environmental is like what if we did this a less fun way? Or what if we just eliminated fun? I think that the problem is obvious there. Because you set it up where you're like, environmentalism is the death of fun. Anything fun we do is, you know, the death of environmentalism. When instead it's like, well, how about we like, you know, yeah, let's do that. We make it a tradition that everybody walks to the campus that day and doesn't drive. And then, uh, you know, walks to the event. And it's like, all right, well, then we offset probably whatever. And also maybe it shows people like, okay, you can walk. And like, if it's, uh, if it's truly the beginning of spring, it's like, yeah, that's walk-in season, right? Or I don't know, do something else. Just be like, charge a, charge a dollar and just be like, this will go to some environmental cause or something. You know what I mean? Seems like, seems like you, could, uh, you could have your snowman and burn it too. Okay, well, good news, this isn't my problem. There's also a tradition, questing... Questing unicorn license? Unicorn questing
0: license? Unicorn questing license.
1: Uh, Oh my god, this is an insane web page. I'm not sure how to read this. Uh, it looks like sort of an intro from a Rocky and Bullwinkle thing. The Department of Natural Unicorns of the Unicorn Hunters at Lake Superior State University enforces the following edicts. Questing territories include enchanted forests, uh, earth, outer space, imagination. Uh, Right here at the top, a note for grown-ups only, no kids allowed, about unicorn bait. The only legal unicorn bait is a virgin. While not illegal to use simulated virgin, such practice is definitely not cricket, as any student of Arthurian legend knows. What is a uh, simulated virgin? <laughs> I feel like oh, they use form stack. I can fill this out and uh try to uh, try to get a permit here. All days of the year are allowed for questing, except on Valentine's Day. No unicorn pursuit allowed during the twenty-four consecutive hours of love. Uh, I've never called Valentine's Day that, nor have I attempted that on Valentine's Day. But okay. Uh, Bow and arrow season runs the first week of of October Rubber tipped arrows only Questing hours Bag limits One unicorn per month (laughs) Uh, Female unicorns cannot be taken Uh, Since no one has ever sighted a female unicorn It is believed that males produce asexually Alright
0: Questing kit
1: this is just, like, stuff to bring. That's It's a bunch of nonsense. Um, they recommend red or green clothes. Uh, these, these texts are, like, running into each other. Anyone and everyone prepared to join the quest will be issued a unicorn license so long as potential members follow the above, pay no dues, attend no meetings, are nice to people and unicorns alike. Uh... Understand that in 1977 Due to public concern over the then-dwindling Unicorn herds, we changed the word Hunt to Quest on the license While retaining the original title of the organization Because we thought that was fair Sure
0: Um right. Well hey I'll, I'll fill
1: this out I'll fill this out later And I'll update you on what happens If anything happens It goes to the marketing department, which is weird. But, uh, fine.
0: You know what? Fine. Um, but here's the big
1: tradition. Uh, banished words. Um, and they're banished for reasons of, let's see, misuse, overuse, and uselessness. So, this isn't like a band, you know, this is not like a college, like, oh, be good. Um, you know, uh, safe spaces or something. This isn't one of those. This is like a they they pick out like weird it seems like a lot of corporate speak is what they don't like. And I thought we'd go back like 10 years and just like go through some of these. You know, like some of them I kind of get. Boneless wings from 2013. Can we just call them chicken uh, parentheses pieces? Question mark. I think we could just call them chicken, but I don't think we can call... Chicken pieces. (laughs) Buffalo chicken pieces. Chicken pieces wild... What would buffalo wild wings be? Chicken wild pieces, I guess. Doesn't have the same wing... ring to it. Doesn't have the same wing to it. Doesn't have the same ring, I'll be honest. But I am with... I am with this. Like, isn't a boneless buffalo wing just a chicken nugget right? I don't know why a nugget of chicken sounds better than a piece. Chicken pieces. I think chicken pieces sounds like it's just like a shredded up, like a chicken that walked into a fan and just got exploded into pieces or something. I guess the, the wings thing, right? Indicates the sort of cooking style, but I don't know.
0: Um, Let's see.
1: guru. Unless you're teaching transcendental meditation, Hinduism, or Buddhism, please don't call yourself a guru just because you think you're an expert at something. It's silly and pretentious. Let other people call you that if they must. Eh, you know. I guess I, guess I, I can see that one, to be honest. I thought that was going to be like, this is a uh, racist. But actually, this person was like, look, calling yourself that's a real dick move. Someone, it's like giving yourself a nickname. Somebody else has to give you the name. You can't make your own nickname up, right? Here's passion slash passionate. Uh, diabetes is not just Big Pharma's business. It's their passion. This or that actor is passionate about some issue somewhere. A DC lobbyist is passionate about passing some law. My passion is simple. Banish this phony baloney word. Phony baloney.
0: Uh, yeah, I could see
1: that, passion. I'm not, a, I'm not a big user of the word passion, to be honest. It's just not something that uh, I feel ever.
0: <clears throat> um, here's
1: 2014 T-Bone. This common way of describing an automobile collision has now made it from conversation into the news reports. While the accident's layout does indeed resemble its namesake cut of beef, we'd prefer to dispense with the collateral imagery and enjoy a great steak. What? As in crashed into another car perpendicularly, making a verb out of a cut of beef? Question mark? It, so, is this person saying they were unable to enjoy eating a steak, which is made out of a dead animal, because they were like, it reminds me of a specific type of car crash? That seems kind of silly. That seems more than kind of silly. That seems very silly. I'm not sure. They must not get a ton of, um, like, uh, entries into banned words. Which, by the way, so here's what we need to do, listeners. We need to ban, we need to send them a word, because there is a form to fill out to send a word as well.
0: Um, word.
1: So we need to figure out what word we hate. um, And then we can send it in. Maybe it's podcast, if that's not already on here. Let's see.
0: No? Okay. So maybe podcast. Helpful snowman. Everybody's saying it all the time. Mr. Mom. Um...
1: I am a stay at home dad slash parent, and if you call me Mr. Mom, I will punch you in your throat <laughs> okay, uh, you know that seems like seems like you must provide a very nurturing environment for your kids. Some fucker calls me Mr. Mom, I'll punch him in the fucking throat. I'll kill you, <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see. Blank on steroids. Please, does the service at my favorite restaurant have to be on steroids, even though the meat may be? This is Betsy from Los Angeles. A lot of these are from California. I don't know why this is such a California thing when there's so many, uh, Michigan people in here. This is weird. All right, let's go. Let's, uh, go up here to 2015. Let's see. Uh, Bay, uh, meaning before anyone else. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought it was short for baby. How stupid. Stop calling your boyfriend Bay. Um, I call my girlfriend Bay all the time. But you know what? It's like turned into that thing now where Bay, for me, has come full circle. Where I was like, yeah, I wouldn't use it. And then now I use it because I think it's funny. But I wouldn't use it in a real way. It's overused. I heard someone refer to their ramen noodles as "bay." If I was putting someone before anything else, I would respect them enough to use their name. (laughs) I like these, like, uh, this one just says a dumb, annoying word. (laughs) This is great. This is like Lake Superior State University has just created this thing where it's like, let's just have people complain about something. As you may not be surprised, this appeals to me very much. I mean, I'm kind of like into the idea of we should just adopt this and do it on Helpful Snowman. Like every year we should declare five words that can't be used anymore. Oh, here's polar vortex. You guys remember that shit? Wasn't it called winter a few years ago? Enough with the over sensationalized words to describe weather. Yeah, I mean, I think Polar Vortex being in 2015, that just feels like a year where we were like, you know, we just don't have enough to worry about right now, so let's talk about this. Also, I think Polar Vortex, if I remember correctly, was like a big uh, thing on the East Coast, but maybe I'm wrong. I always I always have my problems when specifically... Um, when New York City is complaining about weather, or to a lesser extent, a Boston. Because I feel like, hey, New York City, Boston, uh, Los Angeles, and to a lesser extent, Chicago, you guys have like other stuff. If you're like one of those cultural, top five cultural centers in America, you don't get to complain about the weather. That's for other people. Now, if it's in Buffalo, New York, that's another story right? Because that's what they got. And that's all I'm saying. That's what we got is like crazy weather. So, you know, leave that to us. When you have bad weather, just deal with it. Shut the fuck up. Cray cray. Oh, I see. Short form for crazy and sometimes just one cray, I hear kids, including my six-year-old, saying it all the time. E.g., that snowstorm yesterday was cray cray. (laughs) Well, cray-cray is not really short for crazy because it's the same number of syllables. Crazy. Cray-cray. I think you could actually say crazy faster, too. I'm not sure, but I think so. Oh, this is enhanced interrogation is on here. Someone just says a shameful euphemism for torture. Eh, See, that one took a, (laughs) a a dark, not inaccurate, but dark turn that you know, when you've got a thing on here that's like, okay, we don't want the word skill set on here anymore. Why use two words when one will do? We already have a perfectly good word in skills. That's actually a really good point. I don't know if I would have thought of that, but it's like my skill set versus my skills. Um, yeah. You know what? You're fucking right, Chip Lupo, Columbia, South Carolina. A skill is a skill. That is it. Phrases such as I have the skill set to do that properly or anything resembling that phrase shows the speaker is seriously lacking skills in the art of conversation. Please try this. I have the skill. Do you have the skills? This requires certain skills. He is very skilled. That was a skillful maneuver. See, no need for a skill set. Stephanie
0: Ham <laughs> Ham Wick wicky. S- Stephanie Ham Wuchuwitz, Something like that. Uh, Stephanie. With a name, a last name that long.
1: Uh, I I don't know how much I understand that for you the extra three letters of set in skill set is a lot. Because you've got to be economical with your uh your letter, your space character usage, right? All right, let's do 2016. Let's see. Man spreading. <laughs> uh, Men don't need another disgusting sounding word thrown into the vocabulary to describe something they do. You're just taking too much room on the train seat. Be a little more polite. Huh. Uh, the term itself is stupid, and the campaign and petition written by men's rights activists claiming that men need to take up more space due to their anatomy and that anti-man-spreading campaigns are mail-bashing are ridiculous. The problem is with people taking up too much space on the subway or any public mode of transportation. So it seems like the two people who wrote in about this are like mad about men using the term which was not familiar to me. It was more familiar to me of women using the term to describe something men were doing that they didn't like. I don't get this. But that's fine. You know what? It's fine. I don't like the term man spreading either because I don't like gendering terms. There you go. Uh, this This is very 2016. Everybody who is like really into that in 2016. I think the other thing was, you know, living where I live, and it was like when people would talk about man spreading or like see a picture and be like, look at that man spreading. And I was like, you live in the suburbs. We're not riding the fucking train. You don't ride the bus. It does not make a difference to you if people do that ever. So shut up. Everything on here is shut the fuck up today. Break the internet. An annoying bit of hyperbole about the latest saucy picture or controversy that is already becoming trite. <laughs> Oh, this is from Australia. A uh, saucy picture. I was going to laugh about the term saucy picture, but now I'm like, I don't know if that's... If that was in America, I'd be like, that's an old man. But being from Australia, I'm like, I don't fucking know. Maybe it's different there. Who knows? Yeah, it seems like break the internet is mostly done, right? That seems like a, something that we've kind of given up. Physicality. I am not sure who is responsible, but over the last 12 to 18 months, you cannot watch a sporting event, listen to a sports talk show on radio or anything on ESPN without someone using this term to attempt to describe an athlete or a contest. Every time I hear them say it, I change the channel. What the heck does it mean? (laughs) I like that Linda was like, I don't know what this means. I keep hearing it all the time. Let's just stop using it cuz I don't know what it means and I cannot find out. Um yeah, I guess so. It seems like a word right that's used to be like this person's big. Uh, you know, this was a big strong person. And but you know, when you're like on uh, ESPN, you're like, "Oh, I can't just use the same fucking words all the time." And to come up with other words. Also, I'm like a basketball man, but you know, now I wear a suit and eyeglasses. And I need people to respect me as a commentator, not just an athlete. So I need to use words like physicality. Here's the
0: word so. S-O.
1: Currently it is being overused as the first word in the answer to any question. For instance, how did you learn to play the piano? Answer. So my dad was in a classical music club. Um, okay.
0: Uh... So it's getting really annoying. So can we please stop this? I don't, you know,
1: I don't know. I, I actually am more opposed to like the people here are talking about so at the beginning of a sentence. I actually dislike it more at the end of the sentence because what people will do is, you will know, ask a question. They'll be like, oh yeah, because my dad was in cl- into classical music, so. And then they're done and you're like, you just threw an extra so in there. That was just an extra word, right? You didn't need that? I mean, I know I've done this all the time. But I blame everybody else for this.
0: Presser. Oh, it's a shortened
1: form of press release? Who cares? Is that something that people do? I don't follow the news enough to know if that's like... I don't know the, the journalism lingo. Although, I did just find out Helpful Snowman Radio is... Listed like it was like Peter Dirk, helpful snowman radio journalist, or something. And I was like, Oh no, I think this came about because I did um, the interview with Jeff Strand a few episodes ago, which I was like, I guess this is kind of journalism, sort of. All right, wow, 2017 was a big fucking year for this. Um, Get your dandruff up. The committee is not sure why this malapropism got nominators dander up in 2016. Also, it's 2017, but okay. Um, get your dander up. Get your dandruff up. That's a good one. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> I hope this show doesn't get your dandruff up. <laughs> you know what's actually this best use of this list? Is probably. To, like, put this in all, you know, the marketing materials or tweets or whatever. Because if I say things like, get your dandruff up, people will correct it. And, you know, then then what you do is you play the game. You play the game of, like, are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's dandruff. You know, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you just keep going that way. <laughs> I got to write this down so I remember. Get your dandruff up. <laughs> oh man. There was um when I was at a writing workshop with Chuck Palahniuk, he talked about how he would do this at parties. I think sometimes Chuck Palahniuk was bored. Uh you know how I was just saying that I would kind of mess with that guy in a very, you know, not impolite way. It was like what he would do is um at a party or something, he would say, you know, uh, Sylvia Plath. Oh, yeah, she wrote The Bell Curve. And, you know, she wrote The Bell Jar. And then he would kind of wait and see, like, are, is someone going to correct him? Are they just going to go with it? Like, where's this going to go? And that was kind of the game. Um, I should play that game as well. And now it's great, because if anyone corrects me, I can be like, maybe you should listen to the episode. Did you read the article first? Hmm. Eight three one. A texting encryption of "I love you," eight letters, three words, one meaning. Never or encrypt or abbreviate one's love. Um, I could agree with not encrypting uh, <laughs> a love message. Why would you need to do that? Uh, I love you. But it's a secret. <laughs> Uh, they don't want the word historical thrown around far too much. What's considered as such is best left to historians rather than the contemporary media. You're right. You know what they should do is, like, uh, history majors who, you know, now are trying to find some kind of fucking job should set up a service where they're like, we can officially declare things historical or not. Ah, uh, 2018. Kafifi? C O V F E F E, remember that shit? An impulsive typo born into a 140 character universe somehow missed by the autocorrect feature. It doesn't really explain that, but I do remember that. I do remember that whole fucking thing when it was like, ooh, what does this mean? And it's like, probably nothing, but okay. Hot water heater? Hot water does not need to be heated. Water heater or hot water maker will keep us out of hot water. Hot water maker? Nobody calls it that. I mean, it shouldn't be, hmm, water make hotter. (laughs) Oh, that even sounds better. (laughs) A water make hotter. (laughs) See, you just, you could spend like two seconds on this stuff, but it's, it's much better. It is much better. Let me ask you this. Wholly unnecessary statement. Just ask the question already. Let me ask you this. Hmm. I'm going to have to think about that one. Nothing burger? Says nothing. Wait. Says nothing that nothing doesn't already. I'll take a quarter pounder of something in mine. I don't even know what that means. Nothing burger? Oh, it's something that is or turns out to be insignificant or las- lacking substance. Well, I think you successfully banished the word nothing, burger. But okay. I'm going to write that one down too to use. Lacking substance. That sounds like a very good description of what we're doing here. Ooh, 2019 was a big year. Good lord. um, crusty. <laughs> this has become a popular insult. It's disgusting and sounds weird. Make the madness stop. Hannah from Kentucky. I would argue if it's an insult and it's disgusting and sounds weird. Yeah, we're in. I'm in. Let's do that. (laughs) Legally drunk? You're a little tipsy, that's all. That's legally drunk. People who are ticketed for drunk driving are actually illegally drunk and we should say so. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I think... Philip from Indiana. Uh, I would argue that people are... It's not that they're legally or illegally drunk. It's that uh, by legal definition, they are drunk. But it's really not about the drunkenness. It's about the drivingness. (laughs) When, When they're drunk. Somehow, I think, in order for... I have been, I've heard the term legally drunk so many times that I'm s- just over it, okay? Stop it with that already. <laughs> I think Philip might have a personal problem. <laughs> this might be Philip's cry for help, buried in the Lake Superior State University 2019 uh, banished words list. <laughs> <laughs> um, OTIS, family of acronyms such as POTUS, FLOTUS, SCOTUS overused, useless word for the President, Supreme Court, First Lady, etc. I agree. I don't think I knew what SCOTUS or FLOTUS was for a really long time. And it was just like, I guess, you know, I just don't follow that much political news that closely. So I, you know, I get over it. All right, I don't care. But then I find out and I'm like, oh, okay. Supreme Court of the United States. Just say Supreme Court. Supreme Court. SCOTUS. It's pretty close. And it's, like, descriptive. It is the thing it is. I mean, come on. Does everything need to be shortened?
0: Gotta hit all those caps. Whatever.
1: Um, 2020. <laughs> Living my best life. The committee very much enjoys exercising its authority and banishing words annually, literally the capstone of our year. But as Eric says, apart from reincarnation, are there options for multiple lives? Uh, That's Gary Wheelock from South Carolina. And Eric Park from Rock Hill. Oh, I'm sorry. Gary's from Michigan. Eric's from South Carolina. Living my best life.
0: Hmm, okay. I'll go with you on that.
1: Okay, boomer. This phrase caught on late this year on the internet is a response from millennials to the older generation. Boomers may remember, however, that generational tension is always present. Uh, in fact, it was the boomers who gave us the declaration Don't trust anyone over 30 Yeah, I mean, who cares 2020 was a pretty boring Oh, here's Influencer, we better check that one, right? Um, According to Urban Dictionary A word Instagram users use to describe themselves To make them feel famous and more important When no one really knows who they are or care <laughs> Bunch of people and I guess that was the the best version of the uh, speech about that. Okay, here's 2021, which has gotten interesting because uh, so this would be words from 2020 that are banned, like starting in 2021. So the first one's COVID 19, uh, COVID, coronavirus, Rona, etc. Uh, a large number of nominators are clearly resentful of the virus and how it has overtaken our vocabulary. No matter how many. Necessary or socially and medically useful—these words are. The committee cannot help but wish we could banish them along with the virus itself. Coincidentally, this list arrives as does a vaccine. The committee hopes this proves a type of double whammy. <laughs> I like how they're like, no matter how necessary or socially and medically useful these words are. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter how s- necessary. Da 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 da. I think that's tongue in cheek, but whatever i know right um yeah i knew i knew somebody who always said that no matter what you said to her it was i know right i don't think it was the phrase that i disliked it was like she said it so passionately and said it so often that it was weird like it was like she had a it was like being on a sitcom talking to her and she was on a, a like she got her catchphrase you know what i mean They're going to make the squeeze doll of me, and when you squeeze it, it's going to say this. This is going to be amazing. Uh, Let's see. Karen is on here. What began as an anti-racist critique of the behavior of white women in response to black and brown people has become a misogynist umbrella term for critiquing the perceived over-emotional behavior of women. As one nominator said about reasons for its banishment, I would tell you why, but I'd sound like a Karen. That's a shrewd person. Another critic observed, offensive to all normal people named Karen. That's the one I most agree with, because I'm like, it's kind of sucks for anyone who's named Karen. Because, um, you know, that name has just become synonymous with behaviors that are, uh, you know, not exhibited by, I would guess, most people named Karen. But whatever, that's fine. Uh, social distancing. The phrase is useful as wearing a mask and keeping your distance have a massive effect on preventing the spread of infection. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to next time I start getting like bro science advice. I'm going to point them to the Lake Superior State University uh, banished words list from 2021. See, this study proves that it has a massive effect on preventing the spread of infection. So they just want it to go away, though. That's the thing. We're all in this together. This phrase was likely intended as a way to keep everyone feeling safe and calm at the start of the pandemic. However, as the virus made its way across the globe and nation, it became clear that we are all dealing with COVID 19 in different ways and that we confront some vastly different challenges in coping with it. As with many words that show up on the list, its usefulness has faded. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Well, I remember it takes me back to that early COVID time and like, you know, celebrities making videos and stuff like that. And they're like, we're all in this together. And I'm like, you save from your hot tub. <laughs> I, you know, it was like a weird time where I think I was like, you know, I think that the best thing to do for a celebrity at that time was like, shut the fuck up. Right. Once again, we returned to shut the fuck up, but it was sort of like, I'm just not in the mood for your, uh, sunny optimism that things are going to be fine. And also, like, it's not reassuring to me to know that you're fine. Um, I don't care right now. It was like, you know, once we were all knocked down a couple levels on that Maslow's hierarchy, I think we all cared a little less for at least a brief period about how celebrities were doing. It seemed like it to me. I don't know. 2022. Uh, asking for a friend at the end of the day. I don't know if there's anything on here that I don't like. (laughs) You're on mute. People switch to from in-person. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny that like virtual meetings, this still happens so often. Because I'm like, don't we all know how this works by now? Um, But you know what? I'm going to say I've had more problems with people not being on mute when they should be. And, or I was like, why do we all have our cameras on? I don't need to look at your face. And also, the way cameras work on a laptop, it's like they should put the, you know, the place where the camera is, it doesn't encourage me to look at it. So it's like you're looking, it's like I'm looking at somebody who's looking at my jugs while we're talking the whole time, Every, a whole room full of people just staring at my jugs. But then also, it's like, They have, you have computer face, you know, it's like the face you make when you're just browsing your computer. It's like a slack jawed look that most people have on, on video calls that I'm just like, what are we doing? Okay. Here's 2023. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Shouldn't be on here. Amazing. I agree that amazing should go. I think it needed to go like five years sooner, but here we go. Not everything is amazing, and when you think about it, very little is, a dissenter explained. This glorious word should be reserved for that which is dazzling, moving, or awe-inspiring. To paraphrase another, like the divine face of a newborn. <laughs> oh, okay. Initially banished for misuse, overuse, and uselessness in 2012, its cyclical return mandates further nixing of the generic, banal, and hollow modifier, a worn-out adjective from people short on vocabulary. Okay, so it did, it did get banished in 2012. Maybe it made a comeback, and now it's gone again. Yeah, I, I had this teacher in college for Shakespeare class. She was really upset about the way the word "awesome" had been used um, because it was like a very Wayne's World sounding phrase, and she was like, "When you behold the mountains, uh, you know, at sunset or something." That is an awesome sight. But, you know, like getting two sodas when you put in the money for one from the soda machine is not awesome. It's fun. It's fine. But it's not awesome. It doesn't inspire awe. You know, she went off on a little rant about it. I I liked it. I was like, this is like a 10 out of 10 rant because I really, (laughs) I don't know. I just enjoyed, I think by the time I got to college, It's like, you know, you start realizing that like your professors are real people and like they have other things in their life. And just to see uh, someone going off on that thing of like, this is. (laughs) I'm so fucking annoyed that people use this word this way, this great word they've ruined. Uh, Gaslighting is on here, which I agree with. Nominators are not crazy by arguing that overuse disconnects the term from the real concern it has identified in the past, dangerous psychological manipulation that causes victim to disrupt their thoughts, feelings, memories, or perception of reality. Others cited misuse, an incorrect catch-all to refer generally to conflict or disagreement. I agree with this. One time, I got accused of gaslighting somebody at work, and I was like, it, here's, the, here's the benefit of using the word gaslighting. Um, you, it's hard to argue with somebody that you're not gaslighting them, because in trying to demonstrate to them that you're not gaslighting them, it seems like you're gaslighting them. So in a way, you know, it was, it was kind of a smart thing. Um, this is actually what brought me here. It is what it is. Because I was just thinking about this this morning banished in 2008 for overuse, misuse, and uselessness, pointless, cop-out, only Yogi Berra should be allowed to utter such a circumlocution. Its resurgence prompted these insights. Well, duh, no kidding. Of course it is what it is. What else would it be? It would be weird if it wasn't wasn't what it wasn't. Uh, Tautology, adds no value, verbal crutch, excuse not to deal with reality or accept responsibility, dismissive, borderline rude. Um, I don't disagree with that, but I still use that word or that phrase. It is what it is. And yes, it is dismissive. I mean, here's the thing about a dismissive phrase. Uh, we always need a dismissive phrase because sometimes some of the things some people say are stupid or like not really worth worrying about. And so it's like, well, what phrase would you like me to use? Do you want me to just say, uh, the thing you're talking about is stupid and not worth worrying about? I will, if that's what you'd prefer, I'll go that route. I'm not opposed to that. But, you know, I've, it, it is what it is, is a gentler way. It's a gentle way for me to say, I do not share your concern. <laughs> I, I have heard what you said. I understand that this concerns you greatly. I do not share that concern. And uh, I, I really don't want to talk about it, because talking about it, just kind of brings me further into the conversation when what I want is the opposite I would like to go away from this conversation so I don't know it I like it I like it as a phrase because well, I need it I need it if people didn't bring up stupid shit I wouldn't need it but obviously that's not the case so I need it I need it I love it it is what it is (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that great I used it in my own thing How awesome am I Okay Let me know Which words we should get rid of What I should put in And uh I'll, Once we decide on a word We'll all do it together And see if we can get on the list For next year Um Meanwhile I'm gonna apply to be a unicorn hunter <laughs>
0: snowman